Hit the road, expats. And don't you come back till you've drunk the gin in each resort. Hit the road, expats. And don't you come back no more. What, what? you say? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sarah Derrick. How Hello. are you? Curse your eyes. I'm very well. How are you? We're the two fat expats. Yes, because we like to live a fat expat life. This is all about living a fat expat life. Yeah, this, this is a good too. episode about living a fat ex life. But also because we are a little bit fat. fat. <laughs> but you've started a new <laughs> hobby, haven't you? So you're no longer going to be fat. Well, I think I'll still be fat. I'll just be a fat bike rider. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yes, my um, husband was mm-hmm. afflicted with the bicycle mm-hmm. what phenomenon that is yes. with middle-aged men. And she was never fat. I but had a he big tummy. Has, yeah, but he has changed. Shit, like different man. <laughs> yeah, he's completely changed. Yeah, his because whole body of cycling. Is, yeah, yeah, and he has one of those cyclist bodies. I guess to be fair, he had the framework there. Do you yes. know? He, he's a tall, yeah. lanky kind of dude, yep. but he had that middle-aged... Big shoulders. Yeah, but he had that middle-aged... Little chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't notice the paunch until you've seen the after. No. Like, like I would never no have paunch. said, oh, you know, gee, that big guy. Yes, yeah. Like I would have said yeah. tall, but I yeah. wouldn't have... Yeah. yeah. And then you look... Yeah. At the memories and that he, come up on Facebook yes. all the time. It's like, you're a different man. And I was trying to work out how it happened because it, our little guy, Henry Hot Dog, was not riding a bike and was very embarrassed about trying to ride his bike on the mm-hmm. compound because there were others that could. And so... Greg took him out to the, you know, I would say the Donga, but, you yeah. know, out in the middle of nowhere. And they went riding and he discovered there was this great big long riding track on, I think it's called Ceremonial Road here. It's Never on the way it. on the way to Decan. <laughs> I'm surprised, Sarah, you don't know about the neoprene running track. But, uh, <laughs> so he took Henry out there and, of course, he was riding his bike and then he thought, oh, I might get a better bike. Yeah. And then it just happened. It just like hit him. Two weeks. Like he went from, I'm just going to take Henry for a ride to the full outfit, you know, yeah. with the professional. He looked like he was on his way yes. to the Tour de France. Yeah. Um, fully. Like how do men do that? Women would not do that instantly, no, would they? they? They wouldn't it, it would be a gradual Yeah. Whereas process. men go, no, I need I'm to dress up and in I'm a doing costume. It. Yes. So he turned into that guy, came home one day with scrapes all over him where he couldn't get his feet out of the pedals and, you know, fell, over, <laughs> fell off the bike. <laughs> Went through all of that, but now he is that guy that goes and rides for 100 kilometres on the weekend. And is it for both exercise and to unwind, relax? Yes, yes. So he gets up at, you know, well, he was always an early riser, but yep. he gets up at like 4.30 on a Friday morning uh-huh. and he's with his other strange friends at 5, yeah. 5.30. Yeah. And um, they're riding around, you know, in their outfits. <laughs> and I think it's particularly strange. And is it strange safe? Because um, for go, anyone that hasn't been here, the roads here crazy, are so dangerous. Crazy, crazy So dangerous. do you feel safe? Well, I had my first ride last night. So and tell everyone how long, because you rode a long way. I died nearly six k's. I, I think, think it was. Long yeah, <laughs> longer than it's about five point five kilometers longer than I've ever ridden. <laughs> so basically, what happened was I have been watching this transformation of him mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, that it does. It just absolutely takes. He loves it. Absolutely yep. loves it. And um, it really was that moment. I hate bike riding. Mm-hmm. I hate everything about bike riding. I hate the whole notion that we are now going to go out in the heat and ride the bike. But we are so time poor because I'm working full time. Yep. 
I'm up at five to work and then he's sort of home and then we're kids and sport and whatever. It was like, we need to do something together or else we're just never yep. going to see each other. Yeah. Oh, bugger it. I'm just going to join. So you. this is your thing to be together and spend time together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because we're just not. We're and really... helps that you're going to get fit from it as well. Yes. Yes. Well, I kind of got home last night and said to him, I don't understand why cyclists have muscly arms because all you do is just hang on to the handles, right? Yeah. And then he said, I'll wait till tomorrow morning and you'll understand. And sure enough, yeah. yes, because you're really... And does your bum crack hurt? I used oh, to do my spinning gosh. classes and I had to give up because I thought that I'd been yes. violated from behind. Now, my, <laughs> my friend Erica was just talking about that. She called it your, starts with a P bone, not your pelvic, but your, well, maybe she was using just a nice word because she said, did your panini, <laughs> did your panini hurt? And no, I think that's just a nice word for your hoo-ha. Oh, okay. Your, for your bits. Right. Yeah, because they kill like you've been violated. Yes. <laughs> and they do. And I was. Like, for the last yeah. two Ks, I was up and I was down. Yeah. I was up and I was down. And I was to the side and I was to the other side. Yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's me. That's what we're doing. We're um, riding the bike. What are you and Matt doing? Uh, yesterday we ran the barbecue at the local, at our school fate oh, with two really big hangovers I never want to see another sausage or hamburger ever again Um, and then last night I thought I was being violated by my husband (laughs) so it's starting to warm up here in Doha it's sort of hitting about 30 degrees now so last night it wasn't even last night it was about four o'clock this morning I woke up because I felt movement in the bed right and I looked up, and there was my husband standing over the top of me, stark naked, doing this windmill type of movement. And I've always thought that I've married the perfect man for me. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I was just like, hey, something's got to give. There's got to be something really wrong for him, went wrong with him. And, and last night I thought, oh, my God, what's he doing to me? So I woke up screaming, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? And he's like, it's okay, the AC is dripping. I'm just wiping it down. But when you wake up at four o'clock in the morning to your very large husband, large as in, <laughs> just very big husband, standing over the top of you doing like this windmill action, not a good look. Okay, this week we're going to talk about holidays. Yes. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. And it was such a popular episode that mm-hmm. we said at the time, okay, next time when we're leading up to holidays, yep. we're going to talk about this again. Yeah, so we'll do it probably a couple of times a year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Because expats really take their holidays very seriously. We do. I think. And I think because a lot of people take that expat package saying oh well part of the reason i'm going to go and Mm -hmm. work in abc is because we can see that part of the world while we're over there absolutely and so it becomes this real thing of okay i've touched down in jakarta i've started my job and i'm settled Mm -hmm. okay now where are we going to go first yes absolutely. and and i think people talk about it all the time as well more so than we would all Back the time. home, all yes. the time. Like we're now getting to the point now, so we're heading towards April. People will start asking us, "So where are you going for the summer?" Yes, that's that. What are you doing for summer? 
<laughs> That's a very European phrase that Australians just do not no. do. Yeah, no, it's don't. so foreign to us, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. everyone asks you. Yeah. And the times where I said, like last year, I wasn't sure when I was going home mm-hmm. or if I was going home. When I said, oh, I'm not sure yet, it was like... I'd ripped out yeah. my hair in front of them and yes. done some crazy yeah. dance in front of them. They just couldn't understand. What do you mean you haven't booked a holiday? <laughs> <laughs> now, have have you booked a holiday this yes, summer? Yes, yes. And where are you going? We are heading. I think I actually spoke about this in our the last holiday um, episode we did. This summer we're heading to Florida mm-hmm. um, for a few weeks to do the whole Disney Universal Studios thing. But next week we're heading away to Germany and Austria for Matt's 40th. So who goes on Matt's so his brother, his brother's wife and his mum are coming over from Australia right. and then we've got two families, good friends of ours from Abu Dhabi oh, that are meeting us there. Nice. So we're going to do a bit of a city holiday in Munich and then head into the Austrian Alps for skiing where I hope I'm not going to like break a collarbone or something. Oh, I'm a bit wow. nervous because I'm not a skier yes. and I'm going with skiers. So tell me, what would be your favourite holiday that you've had so far? Um, I was having a think about this. A few years ago, I did a road trip from San Francisco to LA. Now, that drive is actually only about six hours, give Mm -hmm. or take good traffic, but the little towns along the way is actually worth doing over a week. Mm -hmm. So you only drive an hour or two, you stop, spend the day, stay overnight, and then you keep on going. So between San Francisco and LA, you've got places like Monterey where you can do great whale-watching tours. Um, Carmel by the Sea, which just like, what a beautiful name for a town. And that's where Clint Eastwood is the mayor, or he was the mayor. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And remember he did the movie Play Misty for me? It was a... Yeah, so that's all set in Carmel, Ah. and that's really beautiful. Um, And then there's Big Sur where there's... You're literally driving along the coast road and there's just hundreds hundreds and hundreds of seals and then you've got um santa barbara which is just one of the most beautiful places on earth and a little town outside of santa barbara called solvang which is great for kids it's an old dutch settlement mm-hmm. um so it's just a really great road trip because i think when people think california they automatically tend to think of la mm. and la is a bit of a mm. bit of a hole yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. sorry but it kind of bit is of a hole bit of a hole <laughs> full of moles and scraps <laughs> But that coastline is stunning. It's gorgeous. I wouldn't do it with little kids, but I think Mm. sort of 10 years old and up, there's plenty to see and do. I'm with you. We're having the big debate in our house at the moment over the way, you know, I talked about it before. We haven't been to Disney World. We've been to Disneyland and we've been Uh to lots of different Disneylands all over the world. So we should just be happy and shut up. But no. (laughs) You want to do the world. We want to go do the world. And it is that thing of... But if you go to Florida, you're on that side of yeah. America and mm-hmm. you do that. But I love that exact road trip you've just said yeah. because yeah. I love California. I've yeah. always said that if Australia shut down tomorrow, That's where I go. would go to California because yeah. yeah. I just... Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. stunning. Beautiful. Stunning. So let's see what a couple of our readers... We had great response to this as well. Yes. So what did Kylie say? What was her favourite holiday? So Kylie, some of her most memorable and enjoyable holidays have been camping. So she says Australia does it so well. Um, And she road tripped around Australia for 10 months with a one and three year old. So how fantastic is that? They had the camper trailer, and <laughs> That's they just the took... first time I've heard someone say, "Oh, 
they they went in the car with a one and a three year old for days and days. How fantastic! No, like how like good yes. on them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they've made it. Yes. They're still together and they still have their and children. They still have their children. Yes, <laughs> they didn't toss them out the side of the road as the tantrums went on. <laughs> but Australia funny. is a great place for road trips. Yes, true. And yeah, I've had friends that did the same thing. Took their kids out of school for six months. Yeah, and did the road trip around yeah. Australia. They did caravan parks and camping yeah. the whole way. Wasn't anything I ever wanted to do with my kids. I think for me, I'm probably a bit of a wuss in that um, I was too frightened of taking the kids out of school for that time. And yeah. And it really, looking back, they could Which, have. Yeah. Mum and Dad important. took us out of school for three months while we did the road trip all around the States. And we just took our schoolwork with us that yes. we didn't do until about three days before <laughs> we went home. And we just had to... But, if I mean, you're not going to do it with someone in year 10 and above. No. no. But the younger kids... No. I think it... It's all right. It's I loved Angie's response. Yes. Angie um, talked about going to the Sahara Desert and she actually attached a couple of pictures of her kids and she yes. said, sleeping in a tent, no electricity, cooking in an open fire, the best scenery, climbing the sand dunes up and down. Um, and she said just the silence, yeah. you know, yeah. and the camels. And, and she's whatever. never seen her kids so happy. Yeah. And she took them to Disneyland and they got bored on the second day. Yeah. See, my kids know they would not get no. bored on the second day at Disneyland. But I totally understand where she's coming from yeah. with that Sahara thing. Yeah. It's funny because Matt always says to me, you will love camping if you give it a try. Mm. And I do <laughs> laugh at myself because I do like the finer things in life when it yes. comes to holidays. But I love the idea of that. I really do, of getting away from it all and not having access to anything do you know just yeah. really simplifying things yeah do you know what my big problem is is the whole toilet situation right yeah i'm um, not digging a hole no yeah. that's my only thing stopping me but i did see on facebook a couple of weeks ago you can now get this funnel for women so you can pee standing up right good so if i get that yes. i reckon handy and more than just camping you could really exactly. take that I mean, anywhere that then opens up places like india for me <laughs> <laughs> but that really, it's, I always think about public toilet situations. Yes, yes, you do. Okay, so Amanda Settle said she should say one of the Greek islands is that's where she lives because we've talked to Amanda before and yes. she does live in on the Greek islands. That's like and being every on a holiday. Instagram post she has makes yeah. me want to die. <laughs> um, and she said, but the most memorable and romantic for her was three weeks traveling around Sri Lanka. And we um, both love Sri Lanka, oh, don't we? Love we it. love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. I would get highly advise that. And for me, for Sri Lanka, is back to Angie in the desert with her kids and the no technology and mm -hmm. the silence and the whatever. Yeah. We are planning our holiday for July now with the kids because we're just going home for the spring mm -hmm. break. Um, but when, when we keep thinking about what are we going to do, where are we going to go, what Greg and I have noticed now is, I guess, now that we've got to the teen side of kids, yeah. is that... We want to have our kids to ourselves without any interruptions. Mm -hmm. So there was this conversation of, oh, well, maybe we could go and visit, you know, family in XYZ or maybe we could go and do blah, blah, blah. And it was like, no, because I want to have my children where I can play cards, sit by the pool, yeah. have dinner conversation yeah. and really spend time yeah. with them. I don't want to share them mm -hmm. with anyone. Mm -hmm. and Especially when one of them is not living with you full right. time anymore. That's yeah. right. And so we have become quite funny about how we're picking our holidays now mm -hmm. of 
well, do we want to go somewhere where we're all distracted for the day and we're yeah. not really together? Mm-hmm. Or do we just want to have that time? Because I found, and that's why I love Sri Lanka, is when you get that lazy time, when mm-hmm. you've sat there for two hours like yep. a frog on a log. Island time. All of a sudden, you know, things start getting told and conversations yes. start happening. Yeah. I had three weeks with my um, eldest daughter on my own where it really was that. Yeah. Laying around, let's go for a walk on the beach, let's yeah. go into town and do this. And the things I found out about uh-huh. her life over the last couple <laughs> of years were fascinating. Yeah. But, you know, because she was now... You know, we relaxed and we were just hanging mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And I don't think that happens in day-to-day with no. with teenage kids in particular because it's always... And everything sport. else that's going on yes. in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, all our conversations now are this rushed, you know, well, who, who's got basketball on Monday and who's got on Tuesday? Well, who do I pick up at three? Who do I pick up at four? Where are you going to be? Um, have you found out about the softball trials yet? Mm-hmm. Have you found out? You know, it's not. Yeah. yeah. And so do you think you'll go back to Sri Lanka or you'll try somewhere else that's sim- got that same type of vibe? I think we might end up doing the classic Australian cliche and go to Bali. No, well, you love Bali? I do. I love Bali. Yes. I love Bali. And there's so many different sides to Bali. Yes. Well, I think Bali is not feral Australian like a lot of people no. make it out to be. Yeah. 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 I think we'll look for the house that's by the beach oh. and, you know, um, maybe have a bit of help there so we don't yeah. have to cook and clean it yeah. ourselves. You shouldn't have to do that on your holiday. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that I think that's what Ooh, we're nice. going to end up doing. Nice. Um, now, how do I say Is it Minja? Minja, West- Minja Westerland. Yeah. So she said they did some island hopping in Fiji and on some of the islands were almost just the two of us. Oh, no, that Ooh, is romantic. That is very romantic. That- expat mum she said they've always had the best holidays in Italy when our kids were young living in France made it easy to get there and how much Italians love the bambino <laughs> um, taking them right out of your arms so they can snuggle up to them um, yeah so that's an interesting one and I think for expats living in Europe they've got the whole of Europe on their doorstep it's mm-hmm. not a long car ride it's a quick train journey mm. a quick inland flight to get to I mean you really do have the whole of Europe on your doorstep I reckon now might be a really good time to talk to my friend Erica okay so Erica um, was an expat child mm-hmm. and she is now an expat adult and um, she is currently in Amsterdam after uh-huh. going to many, many, many yes. expat locations. Because between here and Amsterdam, she was in Nice, Yes. Right? Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to talk to her about, well, what does that look like, going from place to place? and But also just wanted to know, well, I'll let you have a listen okay. and we can talk. You were an expat child as well as um, now being an adult expat. So tell me, when you were an expat child, do you, do you think your parents took you on the same sort of holidays that you now take your children on? Well, my parents certainly travelled extensively while we were expats in Europe. I think particularly realising that this was their one chance because South Africa, our home country, is a bit far from everything. So this was their chance to sort of really explore Europe. So um, in the five years that we were in Austria, 
we would go on sort of epic <laughs> journeys across Europe. But the thing that the difference would be is that we did it all by car. Whereas nowadays, um, you know, even though we're, we find ourselves in Europe now, and we thought we would be doing more trips by car because, you know, we have so many countries right here on our doorstep. But we actually find that we still tend to fly. So I think um, that would be the major difference. And why, why is that, do you think? Is it a time thing, that your parents had more time to drive or that it's now cheaper to fly? Why do you think that is? Well, I certainly think air travel has become a lot more affordable, particularly, you know, they were a, we were a family of five and now I have a family of five. Um, and, and even though it's a lot more affordable, um, I think, um, you know, for, for us it was also just a matter of... Um, of trying to see a lot on the way. Um, maybe that was just my dad's thing, but I think it was, we had a, 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 one of those Volkswagen um, minibuses that we would uh, go on these journeys. You know, we'd drive from Austria to Greece and we would think nothing of it and it would take three days to get there. And, and we also did a lot of, we do long holidays, sort of six weeks in the summer type of thing. And we'd obviously not stay in hotels because it was not really affordable. We do a lot of camping and, it was very outdoorsy, and um, I think there's definitely been a shift away from that type of family holiday. Um, you know, nowadays I find we tend to make everything so easy. We fly, and then we, we, we stay at some sort of resorty place where everybody's happy. You know, the kids are happy, and there's stuff for them to do. And I think maybe in those days life was maybe even just a bit more simple <laughs> <laughs> so do you think you and your sisters were happy with the travel that you were doing or was it annoying in the car and annoying to go camping do you think you would have been happier to fly and stay in a resort I absolutely do remember the trips to be fairly annoying with my two sisters yeah um, <laughs> we fought a lot and I still wonder how my parents did it without iPads you know I remember playing a lot of I spy with my little eye and and listening to kids tapes and sing-alongs in the car but um, yeah it's it certainly put me off um, in fact we did quite a drivey type of holiday just recently um, we we went to Romania this past October school break and um, that's also an interesting story because what we tend to do now as expats is that we've met so many people around the world that are also expats that we kind of tend to choose our holiday destinations now more along the lines of if we know someone in that country because it's an opportunity to travel to a place you might not normally go, like Romania. Um, so, But we, it was a lot of driving because we, we did a 10-day uh, driving trip through Transylvania and um, although it was wonderful for Andrew and I, because we thought, you know, it was really sort of untouched, unspoiled, fantastic castles, beautiful scenery. But when you've got kids in the car for five to six hours a day, sometimes driving, um, it definitely lost some of its appeal along the way. <laughs> Now, I wanted to talk to you about that. So maybe if you, about your holidays, um, maybe first tell me the different expat locations that you've stayed in. So you left university and went to where? Right, yes. So I left university and went to Taiwan to do a teaching stint there. Um, but it wasn't until I came back from Taiwan and then Andrew and I decided to travel together uh, to Southeast Asia that we, I suppose, really became expats. We went to Vietnam 
where we were for seven years and, and had our first child. And then we went on to Indonesia, to Jakarta, where we had our second child. Then uh, we went to the Middle East, to Oman, where uh, we were for only two years. Then we went on to Qatar, where we were for five years and had our third child. And then we had a brief year in France, in Nice. And now we're in Amsterdam. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Wow. You have done a lot of travel. So I guess where, where have been your favourite holiday destinations? Maybe, maybe give me your top sort of three or four. With children, mm. uh, I would have to say that, you know, Southeast Asia or, would, or Asia in general, because they're very, very child-friendly countries, you know, everything from, from well, of course, Bali to um, Thailand and um, Sri Lanka, all of these countries are very warm and open to children and are just easy beach, family, chill holidays. You know, sometimes Andrew and I would like, you know, we've done a bit more intrepid kind of traveling like Laos, Cambodia, um, which we absolutely loved and are also child friendly to an extent, but they're not as they're not as easy as just sort of, you know, going to a beautiful spot and lying on a beach. So um, I would definitely say that Asia holds a great appeal uh, still. Um, but I have to say that in, the, in recent times, our best family holiday has been in Croatia. Do you know, so many people have said that. Croatia yeah. comes up all the time. It's really interesting, Kirsty, because my children, uh, we went about two years ago now, and they all say that that was, it stands out to them as one of their top holidays. And I... I it's interesting because I, I can't really see necessarily from, the, from a child's perspective what made it so appealing. But I suppose they also had wonderful, you know, sort of castles and islands. And it, it's kind of an island hopping holiday, which we did by car. So we started in, in um, Dubrovnik and then spent three weeks slowly making our way towards Split along the coast. And we just used the car ferry, so we rented a couple of holiday homes as bases, and then every day we sort of jump on a ferry and explore a different island. And um, it was just great, great fun. And even though I was eight months pregnant at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you and I talk a lot because we're friends and catch up, and we were talking the other week about you being in Amsterdam and you raised a really interesting point, I think, about how you'd lived in all of these places like Jakarta and Qatar and Vietnam where sometimes expats, you know, are always planning their next escape because they're wanting to get out of the rat race of where they are. And we were both saying, you know, we thought that when you'd go to live maybe in Europe or somewhere where it was sort of a bit mainstream and life was pretty and you weren't busting for the greenery or busting for the alcohol or yeah. busting, you know, for the nightlife or whatever, that you would maybe stay put. And you were saying you have been quite surprised by that it's still the same, that expats still appear, even in Amsterdam, to be always planning their next holiday. Yes, I really was surprised by that. I really thought that it was more, um, you know, when we were in Asia, we, we would sometimes want to sort of escape just to sort of have proper shopping or, you know, just a, sort of something what we would consider normal. Um, and that was sort of a necessary escape or even proper medical care. And then in, in the Middle East, we were always trying to get away from the heat or from the, the, the beige 
and um, as you say, have a bit of green. And um, but in Amsterdam, I, I wonder if it's a different kind of escape because you know people are always looking for the sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it is a beautiful country and a great city, but the weather really is a little, um, a little dismal, particularly through the long winter months and wet. And, and I think people use any opportunity they can now to just um, get, get into the sun. But I, I also think that it's disposable income, Kirsty. I was thinking, you know, expats, uh, well, particularly the school that we're at, the International School of Amsterdam, I mean, most of these expats are still on big packages with Nike, Heineken, etc. And I started to wonder, I think perhaps it really is just a matter of having a large degree of a disposable income to, to, to play with, because most people have to save up, you know, in their home country for that one big holiday a year. Yes. Here I feel that people, especially maybe being in the centre of Europe, um, you can just hop on a flight quite cheaply and be, you know, you don't need to go far, two or three hours, and, you know, you're somewhere dif- different. Um, so perhaps that, that that's also got something to do with it. Yeah. I think the sun thing would be a big thing, wouldn't it? Because we, that is the one thing that does drive people, doesn't it? Just a sunny day. <laughs> I just keep thinking about when we lived in Canada and, you know, people dreaming about the weather being good next Tuesday or next Sunday or whatever. Absolutely. And I've also never, never realised, you know, why it's such a topic of, of just this conversation because um, I actually had a friend recently who said to me, Eric, you've really got to watch yourself on Facebook these days because you're becoming very boring because all you do is talk about the weather. You know, you... <laughs> Every time it's a nice spring day or there's a possibility of sunshine, you, you splash it all over Facebook. And I said, you're quite right. Um, it's, it's really, it really is. It's, it becomes almost an obsession. Um, so, and I've only been here for six months, so that is quite interesting, yes. Um, no, for sure. I think, you know, people are always going to try and um, look for sun. And the one holiday that, that people don't seem to leave Amsterdam is now in the spring break coming up because it really is the best time to be here with all the tulips and, and the nice weather. And I think it's a time of the year where we get a lot of people coming to visit us. So right. that's the one holiday where people seem to stay put. Now, that is my next question because you have lived in the holiday destination of the world because you were living in Nice in France. And so how does that work when you're living in Nice and it's the place where everyone's coming for their holidays did you still feel that urge to get out and go elsewhere or or were you just making the most of it and saying no this place is amazing well you know I'm I'm not sure we actually had a lot of opportunity to travel outside uh, when we were living in Nice because we were constantly constantly (laughs) bombarded by visitors (laughs) Every single school holiday, we had, you know, sometimes overlapping uh, friends and family coming. And we actually never had a single school holiday where where we didn't have people coming. People sort of booked themselves in for the year. And um, we actually just started to get rather annoyed sort of towards the the end of the first year thinking, you know, we we would actually quite like to go somewhere ourselves. Um, So I think that is always an issue if you live somewhere which is a holiday destination, um, you have people, you know, using you as a, as a bed and breakfast. Yes. 
But it was incredibly um, beautiful. And you could just, you know, every weekend you could just drive 20, 30 minutes and, and find some gorgeous little medieval village somewhere and go have lunch. And it, it was um, it was wonderful. And I think if we had been there longer, because sadly we were only there for a year, um, we would have probably started to feel the need to to, to get out more. But um, certainly having only spent a year there, I think we definitely made the most of it by just traveling by car the whole year we were there. We traveled to Italy um, by car and, and within France, but we never actually flew anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Best holiday destination without kids? I would have to lean towards Laos, Cambodia and Vietnam. Those, that area is just very, very special. And also child-friendly, particularly now. I mean, when we lived there, it was a good... 12 years ago so I think things have changed and it's become more developed but uh, but yes certainly those those would be for me and Andrew those are the top top three places for us and your next holiday where are you off to next we're off to Spain um, and that's also mainly because we would we thought well we're in Europe now we have to go somewhere with within Europe and it's it's the one country that Andrew and I haven't been to yet you know, we've been to Italy and Germany and Austria, etc. So um, we we wanted somewhere sunny as well. So Spain it is. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no well, I can understand why you guys are friends. <laughs> you've lived a very similar expat yes. life, haven't you? Yes. With, and we've both... got almost the same amount of kids as you, and you've lived, yes. had children in different countries, and you've lived... Were you yes. in Jakarta at the same time? No, no. So you met here in Doha? Yes, we right. did. And, um, yes, we both we both love a glass of wine. That's yeah. another reason why we're very good friends. <laughs> and she has the most beautiful husband you could ever yeah. meet. Um, but, yeah, no, I met um, Erica here. I think the first time we met, um, I desperately was trying to get her attention, but she wasn't interested at all. But I was just very lucky that um, we sort of had a few mutual friends and we had, you know, that whole... And I'm just saying this because I think people are always interested in how expat people make friends and whatever and how quickly it can happen, is I think her and I were somewhere we didn't really know each other. Uh, remember Kevin Spacey came here and yes. he did Richard the yep. Third, and um, I said we had tickets and she said they also had tickets. We hadn't met our husbands hadn't met. We mm-hmm. didn't have children that were corresponding age, mm-hmm. any of that. And um, so I said, well, why don't you come over for a drink afterwards? And as it turned out, it was the longest play in all history. <laughs> and it was about we met each other in the car park after the show. And I reckon it was about 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, they'll probably, you know, not knowing them, oh, they'll probably say, oh, look, it's a bit late. Bit late. You know, we've got yeah. young kids and whatever. No, not Andrew and Erica <laughs> ever. And um, yeah, and they left at 4 a.m. that morning. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of became besties from, from then on. Oh, and yeah, devastated when they left. She yeah. was my you know when you were very upset about your yes, friend yes. I was like that with Erica and we yes. still now on Skype can get very teary yeah. and you know just listening to her then it's just mm-hmm. like oh you know because I still haven't found my Erica yeah and um I don't know and I know I have to try harder to go and find my Erica yeah. but so it's we've got a whole nother episode in that oh yeah, yeah we can yeah. talk more about 
friendships and yeah. all of that. But what I loved what Erica said is, and I and I can you and I can both relate to being from Australia. South Africa is far away. Yes, Australia even more so. Yes, and I don't know if it's built in us as Australians and South Africans when you live so far away from everywhere else, you really make the most of it. Yes, yeah. and to us. Europe is on our doorstep. Living here in the Middle East, yes, because six hours to us is nothing. No. to jump on a plane. No, no. Whereas for people that are from that side of the world, yeah, they're too far they away. <laughs> six hours? How can I sit on a plane for six hours? That's nothing, nothing. for yeah. us. That's like a that's a little drive on a Friday night. Yeah, not to even outside band. of New South Wales in six hours. <laughs> And yeah. I, the, when her parents drove from Austria, Austria to Greece, like oh, that would never, wow. like, fantastic, but that would never happen now. No, I don't think it would. And do you think yeah. we're in this mentality? We live very much a rat race and we just mm. want to get there. Yeah. We want to get there and we want to get started. Yes. Whereas half the holiday should be actually getting there. Getting there. And that's how it was when we were kids. Yes. You know, yes. like growing up, we would drive to Queensland every summer. And yes, whereas now I think if we were back home, Matt, Sadie and I would jump on the plane. Oh, of course. We would never think about doing that long No, because you'd waste, you'd waste those. Because well, we're wasting. Yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't be seen as wasting. You're right. And you wonder what sort of effect does that have on country areas that people have stopped doing that? Because yeah. you wouldn't get that flow through. Absolutely. And it's traffic. also starting with the roads that they're building now. They're making the highway so you do all the bypasses yeah. now. Also, you don't do the bypasses yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Maybe we need to go back to that yes, mentality yeah. of taking your time of getting there. Yes, because I can tell you as a young girl in a country town, it was always nice when visitors came. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved how Erica spoke about now her holidays uh, tend to be almost where her friends are. We, don't, we haven't really done that whole let's go and visit friends and where they're from. We've talked about it a yeah. bit, but... What, where I can kind of relate to it is when you've got friends from different countries and different cultures that maybe you weren't exposed to back home. Mm -hmm. For instance, a friend of mine, Shahad, she posted on the weekend all these amazing photos of Tanzania and Zanzibar mm -hmm. off the coast there. And I was, that would never have been on my radar back home. Yes. It, that would have been too far, too right. exotic, too where? Yes. Do you know what I Whereas yeah. now... Matt and I, that's all we've been talking about is the last 24 hours is we've got to get to Tanzania, we've got to do a safari there, South Africa. No, 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 that's too common now. other locations just quickly where Clara said last year they went to Namibia now they've just moved to South Africa so I think that's that's a good one as well I think the safari we haven't done the safari yet I'm going to do the safari um, oh and Jane who'd been to Myanmar oh that's well, on my list people say Myanmar. some people say Myanmar <laughs> but yeah that's a place that is on our list and before it becomes built up yes and we spoke to um, Sarah who was in Myanmar when yes. we first started yes the podcast, yes. I think she was one of the first people yeah. to talk to yeah. about expat yeah. locations. And yeah, I'd love to go there. But it's one of those, I imagine, almost mm. untouched. It's not a Thailand yet. It's no. like even Vietnam now has become more mm. commercial.
commercialized and more touristy. Yeah, so Myanmar's one of those places get there before it. Yeah. And if anyone's really interested in Myanmar, there's a great foreign correspondent episode. Sally Sarah goes to Myanmar. Yes. That was that was my one. I was right onto that. I, was about <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go there. Dahlia loves traveling around Turkey. She yes. spent a month doing that. That's yep. also on my list. Yeah. Um, and in 2009, she went to Kiev. Do you think she had a chicken Kiev? <laughs> <laughs> now Mel's the one because Mel's the one who travels all the all the all the yes, time. Yes, we've interviewed Mel before, Which, and she said best romantic getaway. Maldives. Well, Maldives. So, yeah. have you done the Maldives? I haven't. It's on our. Well, that's what we we're going to do next year. But now this whole Tanzania, Zimbabwe, uh, uh, Zanzibar thing has yes, just yeah. taken off. Yeah, yeah, Maldives yeah. can wait. So she said for family, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, and for road trips, she said Scotland. That's yeah. See, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because again, Scotland's so, so small pretty. compared to Australia that you could almost yeah. go up and back in a day. But yes. it's the mountains. It's yeah. It's everything about good Scotland. Point. So that's a good one. Catherine Preddy said New Zealand. Um, Sarah Allen said their train trips around Europe was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Sarah did that trip and the excitement of planning that trip because she used to live here in Qatar and now she's in New Zealand. And um, yeah, and their kids were six and three. So that's a big call to say. So she was living here in Doha? Yes. So the kids so excited because they don't catch public transport yes. here. Sadie loves getting yes. on a train, loves getting on the metro and the buses and things like because it's just so foreign yeah. to what she experiences here. Mary Jordan said Fiji, Jacqueline again, the Maldives, Tamsin, oh. San Sebastian. And a couple of people said San Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing a beachy holiday, yeah. relaxing, kicking back with a few cocktails. Oh God, that sounds yeah. good, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Chris said Paris, totally agree. We, yeah. we love you, Chris. <laughs> Silky said British Columbia. Have you been to British Columbia? No, I haven't. Oh, I have. So when Right next door to Alberta is mm-hmm. British Columbia, and yes, beautiful, beautiful. Got everything: yep. mountains, Rockies, everything. skiing, water, yep. yeah, everything. I totally agree. Gwen, who's our friend, who's in LA, yes, um, she said favorite family, favorite family holiday, hands down, El Nido. Now, where is that? Philippines. Oh, and I've heard really good things about the Philippines. Wow. And I wonder if that's anywhere near Boracay in the Philippines. Everyone, that's almost like the new yeah. it place to go in Asia oh, Boracay okay. and Nikki said Byron Bay I would totally agree yep I'd agree I with that I had a very romantic trip to Byron Bay with my husband pre-children oh did you which would never happen again now until we get rid of them and um, our friend Masha just said Australia in general oh we like well, Masha yeah we yes. can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had another Croatia, another yes. Sri Lanka. And a and Mediterranean cruise, Jennifer mm-hmm. Dalton. I'm desperate to do a cruise. Matt's not interested. Oh. He's worried that we'll get on board and not like anyone and then we'll feel trapped. Yeah, my husband's not, never, ever going to go on like, a cruise. Yeah, yeah. but I've got, yeah. I think I'd like it. Unless, until he's probably at that, you know, needing a hip replacement <laughs> sort of stage. <laughs> because he just said... The grey nomads. I went, I went on a blogger's trip to Turkey once mm-hmm. and I rang him from Turkey because I always would like to go on a cruise when the kids yeah. were really little yeah I desperately wanted to go on a cruise because yeah. I could just see it would be easy easy peasy yes. with small yeah. kids and he was like no no 
nah, 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 nah. And we've had this, you know, how you and your partner have this ongoing, yes. I'm a definite no, I'm a definite yeah. yes, that was ours. And I rang him from the bloggers trip and I was complaining and I said, oh my God, it's like, you know, be down in the foyer by 9am with your suitcase and da 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 And he said, that to me is what a cruise would be. Oh, see, to me yeah. it'll be the launch <laughs> with Isaac making me a cocktail. Yes, <laughs> I did too. I just, particularly when the kids were little, I was just like, oh my God, this could be bliss. We could, could yeah. Put the kids just away for a couple it's a of hours. It's a resort on yes. a boat. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many people get sick now. On yeah, and things. once it happens to one person, it just wipes the whole lot out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so I think we've covered some new ones and some Yeah, I think we've ones. given some inspiration to people getting ready to book their trips. Yes, and um, tell me, this surprises me. I've only just read this in our notes that you're... The one you're going to talk about this week of what you'd like watching on Netflix is really Fuller House? No, it's because I don't like it. Oh, thank God. Thank no. God. So, growing, because you'd be a generation above, yeah. not a generation, but <laughs> she's not like 85 years old, but you're a few years. I'm 10 uh, years old. Yeah, to have watched yeah. Full House growing yeah. up. You wouldn't have watched that. Oh, no, no, I remember Full House. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I think I'm pretty much the exact same age as DJ Tanner in Full House. Oh. So growing up, that was just my favourite sitcom. I just loved it. Right. And Netflix has released a revamped version of it called Fuller House. And I was... So it's all about the sisters that have grown up. Right. DJ's husband has passed away and now she's living in the family home and she and the sister and the best friend are all raising the kids. Right. It's revamped Full House. I was so devastated and disappointed with how crap the new show is. <laughs> it is just cringe TV. I think I'm way too old for it now, but I think I'm the minority. Like it's been picked up Seriously? for another season. People my age are raving about it. My best friend's been bawling while watching it. She thinks it's the greatest thing that's ever. She signed up to a Netflix account just to watch Fuller House. Yes. Oh. So I must be in the minority. Oh. But I've only gotten through a couple of episodes and I just sit there like almost with my hands in front of my face just, no, this is really cringy. This is really bad. Oh, no. So this is a bit of a public service announcement. Don't watch Fuller House. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I didn't head over there because I was thinking, well, it would be just like the other one <laughs> and I probably wasn't you're right wasn't young enough to get that appeal right I yeah. got old enough where it was like oh I'm not watching that yeah um yeah so I all right so anyone who was there you go Sarah's giving you the tip don't go don't, don't worry it'll ruin you. the original for you okay so keep you on the theme of Netflix yes yeah, so I found this fantastic article Netflix even though they make crappy tv like fuller house <laughs> they have um unlimited parental leave for both mothers and fathers so you can take as much leave as you want. But what's interesting is, you know how a lot of people clamp down on men for taking parental yes. leave? Yes, yeah. And a lot was said when Mark Zuckerberg decided to take four months off. Yes. And a lot of people said, oh, what are you doing that for? And yeah. it's that whole yeah. man versus woman. Well, a lot of these guys that are working for Netflix, even though they've been given this unlimited parental leave, they're not taking it. Mm-hmm. And it's just bringing up that whole yeah. battle of the sexes, isn't it? And yeah. I'd love to know women that are working at Netflix, are they taking advantage of it and yes. what's said about them? Yes. And also working for Netflix, you get unlimited holidays so you can go and leave whenever you want wow um and you don't have to itemize your expenses oh. 
it's like it's this very open culture and because they make it such a great place to work in you don't want to go on big extended holidays because you love going to work yeah that's the whole see i couldn't work for netflix because i'd do first day okay i'm off to tanzania and zanzibar i'll be back in a month (laughs) i i think that um parental leave conversation is really interesting i watched on abc the drum last Mm -hmm. week there was the same conversation going on in australia about why australia had such low rates of men taking parental leave and the woman on the panel was saying that the Australian government needed to help and assist Mm -hmm. and the man on the panel was saying I'm not paying for other men to take holidays you know whatever because it's holidays right even that phrase yeah because it's not a holiday no and I think um I have two friends that literally quit their jobs after their children were born, two male friends, Mm -hmm. who had great paying jobs, but it just worked better for their family. And, yeah, the the stigma attached Mm. to that almost... it, and also how other women treated them in mothers groups yes. and you know yeah. and whatever but i think it's i asked the other day actually this because the the couple one of the couples i'm thinking about they're in in a they're in um surrey hills in mm-hmm. sydney and i just think their life the, what happens around them is so different than what happens around me in yeah. that you know they said there are equal number of men and women doing reading groups Mm -hmm. at school and there are now equal number of men taking time off Mm -hmm. as there are as women you know because it's a different socio-economic group i was going to say yeah where they are in surrey hills they're so much more forward thinking than a lot of other pockets of sydney and the rest of australia there'd be a lot of same-sex couples there with children yeah 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 i can understand why that would be working in surrey hills yeah it should be like that everywhere yeah i mean i think um my husband probably we missed out in that see matt didn't take any parental leave yeah granted we were getting ready to move overseas so i think mm. he was just like you know they know that i'm leaving i'm just gonna head yes. down bum up and yeah but he took a day or two off and then he was back at the office mm-hmm. same with greg i think he took a week or two weeks sometimes but yeah it was then he was back at work and we mm. were up and running and i remember that first day he always went back was always very traumatic <laughs> <laughs> don't leave me <laughs> okay so my one that i saw was a series which is called the skinny mm-hmm. and it's really quite shocking um so it's a series of six 10 minute episodes and i saw it on do you follow refinery 29 no i don't so it's a it's one of those facebook things that pops up i okay. follow refinery 29 in yep. facebook and they do a lot of fashion and mm-hmm. um little skits and things you know how buzzfeed does a lot yes. of skits yeah do, they, do you think they're terrible I, i'm sick of their buzz i've yeah, learned I now not to admit i keep on scrolling yeah, yeah 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 well um it's this really kind of dark comedy where this woman um is talking about uh, it's comedy but I didn't actually pick up on the whole eating disease thing until, um, or eating disorder, I should say. I didn't pick up on the eating disorder until right towards the end, but it was all about um, sort of a day in the life of her trying to get a, I think it was an acting gig but it was really there are some parts of it that are really like oh hang on hang on no 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 I think that boyfriend might that's not consensual sex I don't think but you know stuff that makes you go oh hang on no 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 no, that's not right but yes I can kind of see how that happened but um oh look what's happening in the workplace here oh yeah I can kind of see how that would happen in the workplace but oh no that's not right either it's very but she's funny all the way through okay 
so yeah is it american yeah it's called the skinning okay We'll put the links to that in the show notes. Yeah, on the and it's very much um, that sort of comedy now too, where you see and like I guess girls and um, other uh, new drama now, where women have normal women's bodies yes. and there are you know mm-hmm. they look like real women talking about real, real women's things. issues. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's along that line. Oh, so okay. if you don't like that sort of thing, if you're not ready, so to if see you're not that, into girls and things like that, yeah, then you won't be. You won't like okay. it. It'll be too in your face. Right. But if you do, I would check it out. It's called The Skinny. Fantastic. Okay, Stairs, I think we're done now. We are about to go into the Shangri-La. Yes. To put on our alter egos. <laughs> Meet our friends. Sasha, Sasha and Kiku. <laughs> <laughs> and we were a bit concerned about Sasha and Kiku. We didn't want to offend people, did we? We didn't want to feel oh. like... but. They've gone nuts, I'm Sasha and Kiki. Everyone know. loves Sasha and Kiki. I went to the rugby club yesterday and a, a lady came up to me and said, oh, my God, I love Sasha and Kiki. Yeah. Um, but we have to say, Sis, there was no planning in Sasha and Kiki at all. No. I think this happened, I reckon, almost on the car ride. On the so, way there. And we recorded at the Shangri-La. Yes. And we part of our deal was to do a video. Yes. And we thought... What are we going to do? And this is boring, just you and I. Let's make it fun. Like I think it really was on the car ride there. Yeah, we were giggling. Yes, because we were talking about that classic expat cliche. Yeah, it was. And um, nothing we do is planned out (laughs) too far in how we've gotten where we've gotten. Like, we always say the potential you and I have if we actually plan things be oh, immense. Oh, no, oh, no. Like but this is how we work. We tell each other week in, week out, right, we've got to plan ahead. We've, we've got to get on this. We've got to be type A personalities. And, and we, we throw things. But yeah. I like working. It's I fun. Do. It is far more fun. We definitely fly off the seat of our pants. But I think we need to tell the behind-the-scenes story because I told someone the behind-the-scenes story of Kaka. <laughs> of Kiki and Sasha and I was in the stereos because so what happened was I said hey should we use those voices and you were like yes oh my god yes and then um, really it was because we didn't want to have to edit and clip and do five different rooms yep. at once so we mm-hmm. said let's just use the iPhone let's just be in one room yeah like you had access to a few wigs I'll <laughs> bring <laughs> <laughs> my wigs We'll just wear big sunglasses, wigs, bright lipstick, and we'll just do the expat cliché. So that was all fine until we asked the woman at the Shangri-La, do you mind if we use a suite? Yes. And she said, sure, and she followed us in, and we put on our wigs and our lipstick and our bathrobes. And doing very nervous little giggles. We were dying and embarrassed because we're not good at that stuff. And... um, we went to hop up on the bed and I said to the woman, you know, oh, you can you can, you can just leave us alone now, you know, we won't be very long. And she said, no, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And so there we were having to be Sasha yes. and Kiki. And we're not actresses. With a woman standing at the end of the bed. Watching us. Yes. And... You and I are great when it's just the two of us in a little room. We yes. have fun. We can be out there. Yeah. We can do Sasha and Kiki. But the minute we have an audience. Yeah. Oh and God. it's even when, like, we were at the school fete yesterday and a few women came up to me and they were talking about Sasha. And I, I got embarrassed because I'm like, oh, they, all these people have seen Sasha and Kiki. But it's obviously people love Sasha and Kiki. Oh. So much so that our husbands want in on it. Oh, yes. yes. Matt is desperate for a cameo. <laughs> 
yeah. All right. Well, we better go because we yes. have to go into the show. Yes, to the show. And we'll see everyone next week. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back.